Hey, what's up, guys? This is Corey and Alicia Jones coming at you with our first podcast. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick introduction just because my wife had literally just told me that she hates introduction on podcasts. So we are not going to have any cheesy music or any silly intros. We're just going to talk about what the fuck we want to talk about when we do these podcasts. So this is our first podcast. We don't really know what we're doing. We're kind of trying things out right now with our microphone and everything else, but we've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, we get a lot of questions. You know, People want to know things about how we run our business, how we do it with a family and whatnot, because that is pretty much what we do. We have a family. We love each other. We love our family, but we still go out. We take risks. We travel the country. We do all kinds of crazy shit that people want to know about. Um, and that's basically what we're doing is creating this podcast so people can find out a little bit more about our lives without having to ask us questions on Instagram or questions on Facebook and only getting short answers. So I'd like to introduce my lovely wife. If you don't know her, Alicia, what do you have to say? I loved that intro <laughs> because it was straight to the point And I was just telling Corey that I hate, because I'm a, a avid like podcast listener and I always binge watch or sorry, binge listen. And the, the intros, they start to drive me nuts because they're just so repetitive. So I told him, let's not do an intro, no music. Let's just get right to the point. Yeah. I think I'm kind of, I don't like to go against the grain either, but you know, if you, if you see anything on my Instagram, you'll know that I kind of take little jabs at people who put those things in their bios well, that, yeah. you know, a coach tells them to do. I don't like when there's rules associated with how to do something such as running a business or, or doing yeah. a podcast. So when Alicia's like, Hey, I don't want to do these. I'm, I'm sure those in intros serve a purpose. Yeah. We're not like talking shit about them. We're no, just by, like, by no means. I just, style. it's not my style either. So when she said that, I was like, fucking cool. I got this. Let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, so this is it. This is our first episode. Most of you guys probably already going to know a little bit about us because you either follow us on Instagram or you've come across our Facebook or something to do in the bodybuilding industry. So I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to go too much into depth, I guess, on our background, but to sum it up, um, we're former alcoholics. I was in the Marines for 10 years. Alicia and I did a lot of drinking throughout our relationship. And about four years ago, we decided to get our shit together. Uh, it, it kind of happened through fitness and fitness is a big part of our lives now. It's our, it's our career. I train clients and Alicia, you know, she does her online training and is getting back into training people in person, but that's essentially how it all got started. And that is the beautiful thing about fitness is that it, it creates a mindset mindset shift, and that's exactly what it did for us. We we took it very seriously. We got a little obsessive about it. My wife got into bodybuilding about six months after she started training with, uh, lifting weights for the first time, and I thought she was absolutely crazy. But it taught us a lot about ourselves and about humans and the mindset in general. So that's kind of the basis of our success and our lives is is fitness. Um, you know, I we created a garage gym. In our in our garage in Hawaii. Okay, well, why, we gotta tell him why he <laughs> created the garage. Yeah, for me, he created it for me. You want to tell a story? You're you're really good at telling stories. I don't think I'm good at telling stories, but I would fucking <laughs> love to tell this story. Uh, basically, so I'd just I, like to hear your perspective. It's a little, it's usually a little bit different than it's mine. A, but a little okay. more manly, yeah. <laughs> a little more guyish. No, I so I had been lifting weights since I started lifting weights in 2010. I grew up playing sports. I, I've always been very athletic. Um, you know. But I was also drinking a lot too, so I always wanted to get into fitness. And Alicia was always, you know, she was naturally thin. She didn't really have any reason to want to lift weights or do any exercise whatsoever, but she liked partying too. So, uh, you know, I, I went to Afghanistan in 2010 and I started lifting weights. I got into bodybuilding a little bit, not for sport, but more so just for recreation and fun. 
and I really wanted to make a, a healthy and fit lifestyle. So from about 2010 until you know 2014, 2015, I, I was in and out, and I tried to get her to join in with me and, and fall in love with fitness, but it never really happened until after she had our son cruise in uh, December of 2014. I'd say in March 2015, she was like, okay, I want to give this a go. And I wasn't sure what to take, how, how to take it because she had gotten on the bandwagon and then gotten off multiple times and it was always for very short amounts of time. I just didn't have a why. There was no reason behind what I was doing. So I, it, it didn't last. But yeah. after having cruise, he became the why and that's when the why became so strong that I, d- I didn't quit and I still haven't. Exactly. She, she really wanted to, but for me, I was a little skeptical and she was very hard charging and she wanted to go to the gym every single day, sometimes two times a day. And she wanted me to go with her every single time, <laughs> try to do it. And I would send her these text messages with a few workouts thinking like, Hey, go do these and you'll be fine. You know? And she wasn't really having it. She kind of got pissed off. So I sent her to bodybuilding.com and I'm like, look, it's got videos. It's got, it's got, um, workout programs that you can just follow along with. And she really wanted Kind of like that hands-on trainer. I should have hired a personal trainer. <laughs> she should have hired a personal trainer because I wa- I'm a good trainer now, but I will, I don't think back I was then, at the time. Yeah, back then it was different. We and did a lot of heavy squats and a lot of heavy deadlifts, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I, I went out and I purchased a bunch of equipment for the gym because I'm like, it wasn't going to work just with my work schedule and having a son and her wanting to go at the times that she wanted to go at. So I went and bought a bunch of equipment for our gym, and I actually made a pretty nice gym in our, in our garage it consisted of, of basically one rack and some dumbbells, but with that rack, you could do squats. You could, you know, lower the bar for deadlifts, bench press. It had an adjustable seat, so it was a really well versed gym, and it really got Alicia into the mindset of basically lifting with minimal equipment. Like I said, she was doing a lot of squats, a lot of deadlifts, a lot of bench press. Probably not the way you want to start off a, a beginner by having them go straight into powerlifting. In fact, I would never do that again in my life. <laughs> But it I worked. was the guinea pig, guys. <laughs> she was the guinea pig, and it worked for her. Yeah, it did. She built a lot of muscle, and she got really strong, and she got addicted, and that's what matters is that mindset that she got into. So that's kind of where our fitness journey started. And like I said, you know, about six months after she started, she got into a bodybuilding competition, which I didn't think she was anywhere near ready for. But our coach, Demias Purdue, a, a Marine from Hawaii, that he's a big, um, he was a role model for me. And he became a role model for Alicia once she joined his team and, and did a bodybuilding show underneath him. But he saw a lot of potential in her that I was too inexperienced at the time to see. And she went for it. And she ended up taking third place out of 22 women in her first show, which is just phenomenal, uh, especially being a, a, a Howley on the <laughs> island. She wasn't from there. The, the first and second place winners, I believe, were both local. Yeah. So it was just it was phenomenal. And it really showed us what we were made of, or more so her. Because she's the one who went through with it. I was blown away by it. And I saw her. I was kind of like starstruck when I saw her on stage. And I wanted to do one after. So you're saying that I basically was the person that influenced our whole career change and enhancement of life. It all started with me. That's what you're saying. What you guys are about to learn from this podcast is that we are like very opposite people. We don't agree on a lot. So I just want to hear him say that again. So that's kind of the um, the point of this podcast. We haven't come up with a name yet. We're, we're thinking uh, Firewater. Mm-hmm. just because I'm a fire sign and she's a water sign in astrology and fire and water don't really mix well. And if you know anything about us, you'll know that like our, fir- our natural instincts are not to agree on anything. So Keeps it interesting. I'm going to say that no, she absolutely did not inspire anything <laughs> because it all started, you know, the butterfly effect. I started lifting in 2010. Yeah, but you didn't Without do that, about it, it so. never would have progressed into anything else. Hey, it's a two man team. We both 
we, are putting we in our effort. Be, but yeah. you, so you can't say you inspired it. She did. She took the first step well, towards bodybuilding. I was consistent with it. I'll and, give her and that. Once I led, I basically had to lead by example because at the time you weren't even working out. So either you were just drinking. And I was working out consistently. I was just drinking a lot. Yeah, I just so. didn't have that partner who was, you know, like most of you guys have probably run into this issue before where you really want to live a fit and healthy lifestyle, but your partner kind of makes it a little bit more challenging than it should be. They're That's not on the same page. It's not on the same page. It's a priority to you, but it's not to them. That's kind of how it was for us. It was a priority to me and I could never really stay consistent with it because I would just get back into drinking mode and partying mode with her until she finally got on board. And once she did, then yes, I guess you could say you're, you hopping on is what set our train into motion. Yeah. And the sobriety thing, it was, we, we decided to get sober together because our marriage was like about to be over and we had an eight month or nine month old cruise at yeah. the time, a baby. And so I basically gave him an ultimatum and it was either the booze or it was me and the kids. And obviously he chose us thankfully, but, um, the bodybuilding really, really came at the right time because had we not been into bodybuilding, we probably would have fallen off. I mean, I can't say that. Maybe we would have stayed sober. I don't know. But all I know is that it did affect us in a, in a very positive way because in bodybuilding, you don't drink. So everything that you're putting into your body is, you know, it's food, it's healthy, um, it's regimented. So it really, really helped us stay sober. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that went into it. Um, it really just came down to our us both becoming on, getting onto the same page and developing that mindset of, you know, living a fit and healthy lifestyle, um, which really transpired into a whole lot more. So now that we've talked about our, our beginning in fitness, I guess we're going to rewind a little bit and really talk about our beginning as a couple and as a relationship. So, um, I'll go right back to the very beginning, uh, a little bit about myself. Like I said, you know, I had a pretty bad drinking problem. I started drinking at a very young age. I was 11 when I first started drinking somewhat consistently, um, Alicia, you know, when I met her, she wasn't a big drinker. We met in 2009 and she was actually a, my sister's friend. That's our beautiful daughter right now. She came after a lot of this story, but, uh, she's making an appearance today on this episode. But yeah, so, so I had met Alicia in 2009. My best friend actually started dating her best friend at the time. And we kind of went on a double date, an accidental double date. Alicia didn't really go into it as a date. It, she, we were kind of both just the third wheels that got to hang out with each other. And Alicia was a friend of my sister's back in the middle school and high school days. So I kind of reintroduced her into the family by forcing her to date me because she was in, what were you like getting out of a relationship yeah, kind of? I was just getting out of a relationship and I was just not anywhere near wanting to have another relationship. Like it literally was just ending and I was like, okay, finally I'm just going to be free. I'm going to be by myself. She was essentially still in a relationship because like, a week after I started talking to her, she texted me one day and she's like, hey, don't text me today, Can okay? <laughs> like, the fuck do you mean don't text you? And then I just like, gonna come home. I respected her because I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not, like I had just gotten out of a long relationship too. So I wasn't really trying to jump into a, a relationship um, and I could take a hint. But so she was still in a relationship and I was very, very, very persistent with her. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I kind of forced her into the relationship. I didn't really give her a chance. I just kind of showed yeah, up at her house and took consistent. her soup, and I was consistent with he her. Was really consistent. Persistent. Persistent. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Whatever. You you know what I was trying to say. Yeah, I wanted her, and I wanted to make it happen. And that's probably going to be, you know, my the fact that we're both very consistent and persistent human beings is probably the reason we're still together today because we started off really rocky. 
so we got into a relationship. I was young. I was 20 years old. She was 23. I was, ta- I was DDing her to bars and shit because I couldn't go in yet. And our lives were, I mean, you know how it is when you're young and you're in your 20s. You don't, you don't really have your priorities straight yet mm-hmm. until you get to about where we're at now in our <laughs> 30s. But um, there was a lot of, like I said, we don't very, you know, our natural tendency is not to agree with each other. We kind of butt heads based off of our instincts, which a lot of people think that we have this great relationship and that we're meant to be together. But in reality, we butt heads a lot. And she's a very emotional, sensitive being. And I'm, I can be very brash and, and arrogant at times. So it, it naturally causes a lot of problems, but it's things that we've had to, had, had to work through to make this happen. So early on, you know, I drank a lot. She kind of didn't like my drinking. She put up with it. Um, I hated it. She hated it, but she would drink a lot just to keep up with me. So she eventually became an alcoholic because of my alcohol tendencies. And early on in the relationship, I had fucked up a lot. You know, I'd go out and get drunk, do things and say things that I shouldn't have. And it it took a lot to build trust with Alicia for me because I did show that when I was sober, I was, you know, my heart was there. I was very tentative to her. I was very caring very committed, very just genuinely cared about her. But when I was under the influence, I basically everything went out the window. All bets are off. All he, bets yeah. were off. I knew he was drinking that it was basically like our relationship was on pause for a minute until he got sober again. Yeah. And it was really, really hard because I didn't understand it. And it just annoyed, it just annoyed me so much. So I would try to get drunker than him. She didn't really understand what blackout was like until she had started blacking out herself and she's like, okay, now I see why you can say you might not remember something. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, friction between us and God bless her soul for sticking with me because I think that that is probably one of the deciding factors of why we're still together. That is probably the turning point that most couples would have called it quits on and been like, you know what? This is not worth the energy. This is not worth our time. Mm-hmm. But something about her, I don't know what the fuck well, it is it's yet. Just, so I didn't give up on you. She and didn't I give knew, up on me. I knew that I... I loved you, so I wanted to make it work. But it was hard, and there were definitely times where I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. So it's definitely, it wasn't easy, but... Yeah, we got to, it was 2015, September, when Cruz was about nine months old, and I was in Florida for uh, my MOS school, where Alicia had, she threatened to leave me. She was going to leave, I was in Florida, she was in Hawaii, she was going to take Cruz and go to her mom's house in California. So pretty much right then and there was about as close to the end of our relationship as we had ever gotten. Once Alicia and I were able to become sober was, um, you know, it's probably the best thing that had ever happened to us. Like I said, that was the turning point. Uh, I think most couples would have called it quits then. Being a a drinker and being somebody who loved drinking so much, that was, it was terrifying for me to quit drinking. It was really hard for me to commit to something for the rest of my life that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, Never go out to a wedding and have a drink again. Never, you know, my best friend's going to have a wedding. I'm not going to be able to have a drink at his wedding. My kids are going to be just That's any the scariest event. Part. I think that honestly is the scariest part of getting sober is the fact that it's forever. Like to think you'll never have a drink again. That seemed so far out to us and so unrealistic. Like we didn't even believe ourselves. Like there was no way that was going to be yeah. forever until we die. Like that's a long time. Exactly. You know? it, it almost felt like it was going to be impossible because as much willpower as somebody can have like Alicia just said it, it was forever that I was banking on I was I was banking on being able to make a commitment forever for my family and you know we were able to make it happen um without alcohol in our lives our lives have been great you know don't get me wrong hormones our hormones still go crazy sometimes you know with pregnancy or with the 
the bodybuilding lifestyles we've lived. So by no means has it been a picture-perfect marriage since then, but it definitely went from regressing and going downhill to constantly going uphill. So I could gladly say that since then our, our marriage has been great and consistently getting better. Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing is what a lot of you guys don't know is that we have lived the ordinary, average lives that a lot of people do. And a lot of people, you know, people have told us that they look up to us. I'm sure some of you listening have probably said similar things to us on our Instagram pages. And what I want everybody to know by telling our background and by kind of getting that out there is that, yeah, sure, we're, we're growing as a family and a, as a business right now. But we've been through a fuck ton to get here. And like I said, God bless my wife's soul because I don't think many women would have stuck around through what she stuck around. And I'll go ahead and give myself a little credit too because I don't think many men would have, you know, done what I did to make the relationship work as well. Mm-hmm. But we the bottom fought really hard. We did. And, and that's really the bottom line is that we both had to put in the effort. We both had really had to fight to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. And it's shown us a lot though. So going doing something so powerful, such as quitting drinking, where Even if you don't have a really crazy drinking problem, having the discipline to quit drinking, you'll be surprised by the benefits it can have in your life. So doing something so powerful and then getting into bodybuilding, another very demanding and discipline-oriented lifestyle, it really just showed us, I guess, what we were meant, what we were made of. Mm -hmm. And what we were capable of. What we were capable of. Yeah, because I I had, I mean, we didn't really talk about my fitness journey and how I got started other than, you know having a cruise or whatever, but I didn't think that I was ever going to be somebody that goes to the gym all the time, let alone become a personal trainer. Like I'm telling you guys, I did not work out at all. I think I took some Zumba classes, you know, and that's what I considered working out, but it just didn't seem like something that I would ever do. We, like I said, we were very ordinary average people. Mm -hmm. I was in the Marines, you know, that's something I didn't really mention. Um, but for the first seven or eight years of being with her, I was an active duty Marine, we were living a very basic, ordinary lifestyle, and none of the stuff that we're accomplishing now, or that you know she had accomplished with bodybuilding, or that I had accomplished with bodybuilding, uh, would have ever seemed like something that we thought we were meant for, or that we were we were born for. And so, if you're listening, I really just want you to know that pretty much anything is possible. Um, you got to make it happen, and that's essentially what Alicia and I have done this whole time: is just figure out a way to make it happen, whether it's our relationship whether it's bodybuilding goals and fitness goals, whether it's business, parenting, you name it. She's over here fucking giggling because our kid's growling in the background. She's laughing. I'm like, she's so quiet on a normal basis. Once we bust out the microphone, she starts making noise. (laughs) Typical. Yeah, but that's – okay, so that's all I really wanted to use this first episode for was to kind of give you guys a quick background. We have a lot to talk about. I think Alicia and I could both sit here and talk for an hour each, but I wanted to kind of get into how we met. Um, I'll let Alicia go into detail on anything she wants to. But for sure, we'll be getting more into detail on our business, on our personal training careers, um, everything that we've done since we became sober mm-hmm. in future episodes. Yeah. So. so the main thing that I want to get across in this podcast and in future episodes is I just want to share all of the realness of marriage, of business, of being a mom, being a dad, doing it all together at the same time. You know, it's definitely hard. But one of the things that we're, as a couple, we're known for is being really raw and real. And I had asked on Instagram what people thought about when they thought of us. And I can't tell you how many responses it just said real, it said inspiring, and it said organic, like raw. And that's honestly how 
I've, I've approached every single thing when it comes to, um, like explaining my life or I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I actually can offend people really easily. Like sometimes I just am too honest with things, but I think that that's more important than like sugarcoating everything and making our lives seem, seem perfect. Cause we do have really great lives. Like I, I always say, I would never choose another life. I'm so happy with our marriage and with our family and our businesses. And I think that we've come a long way and we are successful, but there's a lot of shit that's gone on in the last however many years that people don't see. So I try to just keep it as real as possible. And I know that Corey's, we're, we're basically open books. So I want this podcast to just be another platform where you guys can get to know us on a deeper level. And, um, you guys would be able to learn a little bit more on each topic, but way, way more intense than, you know, just a quick little post. That's what I want out of this podcast. Like I want to share that with people. Yeah. And that that's what we're doing. That's what we're sharing. Cause like I said, a lot of people have said that we're a perfect couple or that they're just giving us compliments as a couple, but they, what they don't realize and what you guys may not realize is that we're fucking far from perfect. Like yeah. it, we're trying to think of a name, for this podcast that talks about how we just how opposite we are, how opposite we are. And if you've ever sat in a car with us in a long car ride or just anywhere for a long period of time where we don't have something to distract us, you'd be like, damn, these motherfuckers argue a lot. And it's yeah, all out just, of love. We're just talking or we like to kind of debate, you know, we go back and <laughs> yeah. forth or whatever, but it's just like, I want to show people that all of the, the stuff that we go through in our lives so that you can realize that we're relatable. And if you're in a situation that maybe we've been in before, you're going to be like, wow, if they if they were once there and now they're here, I can do that too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And anything is achievable with hard work, whether it's creating a great relationship with your spouse, whether it's being a good parent, um, a, a college education, starting your own business, becoming a bodybuilder or a competitor in any sport for that matter. Anything that is worthwhile and worth accomplishing is achievable, but it's going to take work. And I think that most of you are probably going to resonate with the fitness and the relationship information that we provide, which is awesome because like I said, that, you know, there's been many struggles throughout our journey together and this is what this is for us to share that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening to our first episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I don't fucking know how it's going to be aired. So <laughs> we haven't quite figured out anything on what platform yet. it's on. All subscribe I know is you guys subscribe. You yeah, we're supposed to say that. Subscribe, like, share. Yeah, <laughs> do the damn thing. Figure it the fuck out and yeah. have a good day. <laughs>